0: Back at it again here, talking a little bit about the NFL, what David the Man of God Harris just got done with the draft last weekend. Once again, congratulations to all the graduates at the University of Toledo, as well as players that also got drafted in the NFL draft last weekend. But, like I said, it's a beautiful day here, starting off the first weekend of May. And, you know, around this time, we talk about the NFL draft and the NBA playoffs and spring graduation. But, David, we we're talking a little bit about the NFL draft. Go ahead with your analysis of three teams, the Bears, the Lions, and the Steelers.
1: Uh, we'll go from who I think had the worst draft to who I think the best draft. Um, and let's just, let's just start off where we started off last week. What the are the Bears doing? Why? Because <laughs> coming into the draft, Ryan Pace said uh, we want to address edge rushing. We want to address edge rushing, and then you go three defensive tackles when you have a plethora of kind of pass rushing options still up on the board. Particularly in kind of on day two in the third round, um, we talked last week about kind of why draft you know trading down the five picks with the Eagles when Jalen Carter was there. Like, if you want to listen to that. Um, you can listen to the show from last week. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it just seems like you come into this draft saying, hey, we have this need. We have this. We want to get an edge right here. We want to get an edge. It's important for us to get someone off the edge. But then you don't draft anyone off the edge. Like, you spent the entire day three going defense, like not, not excluding the fact that also coming into this draft, we were like, hey, can we get Justin Fields some help? Like, we know that you traded for D.J. Moore, who's going to be, I guess, the undisputed number one now, but mm-hmm. he needs some pieces. Like, you know, you lost David Montgomery, who was, for better or for worse, probably the focal point of your offense outside of your quarterback. Right. And so, like, yes, you get a running back, but, like, was he one of the top-tier running backs? Yeah, not really. Like, he's more of a kind of power, kind of help and pass protection, kind of running back versus kind of can be that David Montgomery playmaker type. And so I'm just kind of, like, you say that you have all these needs, and I think that's my biggest thing. Like, you say we want to dress with needs, we want to meet this need, but then you don't actually meet the needs. So are you wanting to do, like, the undrafted free agent round, which you can find the diamonds in the rough there? Yeah, but... Yeah, like, are you expecting or do you hear something in
0: terms of... David, David, where are you at? Are you, are you, David, David, where are you at? Are you in a park or what? The wind. Yeah,
1: I, I just, just stepped outside just get a little bit of a fresh air. It's nice, yeah. nice cool breeze out,
0: but you know, No, the fresh air makes the broadcast sound like crap, so get away from the wind. Let
1: me that, but yeah. Yeah, as I was kind of thinking, just kind of about the the Bears um, just kind of draft.
0: Well, I mean, did they but then they addressed some needs. and addressed the offensive line. They did? Well, yeah. It might not have been the pick that you wanted, but they did address the, the offensive line.
1: Yeah, but I think going in, when, like when the GM says we want to kind of go and address. Um, uh, but the David, kind of the David,
0: David. That's just, you can't believe that. Just because the GM says that, that come on. Everybody says certain things because you're trying to play the cat and mouse game with the other teams. I don't give a damn what he said. I'm looking at the draft picks. I'm thinking they did kind of decent. They addressed some of the needs that they need. I understand they want to get this edge rush or whatever like that. But there's so much information leaked and stuff that people lie through their lips that and especially with the trades and everything like that it's like come on just because he said that that's not like i'm you, you got to hold them true to that because some of that sometimes is just uh gamesmanship against the other teams to probably get the player that you actually want so do you
1: so do you think that um edge rusher is a need or kind of like is like you said. Yeah, but
0: but David, you're you're kind of once again you're, you're 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 overthinking this. The Bears were an awful football team, so they needed a whole right. bunch of needs. So you, you're not gonna in a draft one draft alone. You're not gonna knock everything out of the park. Plus, they probably, as you said earlier, are gonna be looking in the free agent market. But at the end of the day, remember, you know, you 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 have, that team had so much. Now, do I think they probably should have addressed the the uh, the quarterback situation, or, or, or you think so? Uh, you know, I'm not a Justin Fields fan. Okay, cool. But th- that's how I kind of feel about it. I mean, let's see. You went with Darnell Wright-, Wright in the first round from Tennessee, outside tackle. Well, they needed line help, so they got him. Then in the second round, you went with a defensive tackle in Gervon Dexter, okay? Um, what are they saying about him? Um it's difficult to run at Dexter. He's adapted holding his ground versus double teams. He stands, up offensive, he stands up the offensive lineman and locates the ball and continues to improve his ability to off-block one-on-ones. As a pass rusher, he's more disruptive than his sack totals indicate. Dexter keeps his pads down and walks offensive lineman back into the quarterback. So I understand they got the guy on the line. Then they went and got Tyreek Stevenson as a cornerback. In the third round, they got another defensive tackle in Zach Pickens. I mean, what's wrong with these picks?
1: I just, I don't think that there's anything wrong with him. It's just kind of, plus, like, loading up on defensive tackles. I think Dexter is going to be a great piece. Of, if you watch any game from of his time in Florida, just kind of him, like, he knows how to attack the ball. Like, mm-hmm. he, I think he's going to be a great piece. Mm-hmm. It's, like, my thinking is even on day three, could you have gone an edge rusher instead of another defensive tackle? Mm-hmm. Like, no, knowing that, we, like, we've said it pretty much this entire draft process, probably, like, the last couple of years, like, we know the Bears are going to draft defense more than often. So, honestly, I was surprised that they even went with the wide receiver on, on uh, day three in the fourth round. Yeah,
0: Tyler Scott out of, out of um, Cincinnati. 5'10", 177 pounds. Um... They said he's one of the most talented receivers, and he tracks the deep ball well with his second gear to take the top off the coverage. Now, the question is, can Justin Fields throw it that deep? That, that's the question. Uh, other than that, though, once again, if you're looking at it, they got a running back, which it seems like everybody tries to get a running back. Uh, I don't know if it's because they're trying to replace David Montgomery, I believe, who left. Montgomery left, right? Was it yeah, McG- he's yeah, in he,
1: um, Detroit.
0: Right, yeah. So, to me, this draft... You, you got an offensive lineman which you needed you got a couple guys on the on the defensive line i do understand though you said defensive tackle and uh, you know more more they need more of an edge rusher you got a receiver um you got a cornerback um and then like i said the seventh round is kind of like okay you got another cornerback could that guy be impactful maybe maybe not but i'm looking at the top three rounds and maybe four rounds top four. Those were somewhat of the needs that they needed, right? Receiver, offensive line, defensive line, and they got another guy in the backfield for the deep the back in the defensive backfield.
1: Yeah, I, I think I think for sure they definitely needed a secondary help. I know mm-hmm. you can vouch for that. So kind of any anybody at this point kind of can be helpful, and kind of be in peace. But yeah, they. I think addressing those needs particularly early, I think, kind of yeah, I. I like that they address the need. Just mm-hmm. kind of thinking, kind of in the whole scope of the draft. You know, going defense heavy versus could you have you know could you have thought about getting a day three quarterback just to have another guy in the room to kind of help push Justin Fields?
0: True, true. But, but we know how this organization have, works, though, David. I, I, yeah. You gotta you gotta kind of play that thin line where. You're addressing the needs that need to be addressed, but you got the organization that's still in that defensive mindset. So yeah,
1: you know, they won 85 with defense, right? Everything has got to be predicated off of that 85 team,
0: right? So you know, he, I, I think it's a thin line he had to play. I thought it was a decent draft. I don't know. You know you, only time will tell. You know what happens with the draft, but I, I thought I probably have said I've seen worse drafts.
1: Yeah, so if you had to give a grade for the Bears, I would say kind of a B minus.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. B minus B. A B minus or a B on it. And then, like I said, we we could be wrong. I mean, that's just the great thing of sports talk radio. We could be completely wrong or we could be completely right. But I I, I would agree with you, a B minus or a B. All right.
1: Uh, Let's say in the NFC Norris, Mm-hmm. Uh, go up to Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the million-dollar question is: Why the bleep would you draft a running back with the 12th overall pick? Uh, we found out um, <laughs> less than a half hour after you know the show ended last week that they traded Swift, uh, DeAndre Swift, to Philadelphia. For, I was particularly surprised because there was a lot of conversation as to whether the Eagles. Would draft a, I've seen a couple mock drafts where they were wondering, hey, do we draft a running back at 10? Like, if they had stayed in the spot. I would have thought that that was too high, but kind of the way that the Eagles won the draft, like, they could have easily probably gotten kind of a star running back anytime, and no one would have been surprised. But, yeah. Like, the first round, I would say the first two rounds, if I was a Lions fan, I would be like, Okay, I, I'm really having to trust kind of management and the GMs that they know what they're doing mm-hmm. because listening to everyone outside of Detroit or being a Detroit Lions fan, we're all confused. Mm-hmm. We we don't know. But then, if you go in the inverse, everyone is like, "Oh, you got to trust. You've been trusting them for this long. They're turning around or on the edge of a breakthrough." This could be the year, so everyone is looking at kind of the needs that were, you know, visible by the team and what they drafted, and particularly knowing that they draft like they traded draft picks, like they traded down um, from six to, you know, to twelve. You know, everyone's thinking, you know, who could they have gotten at the number six pick with all the pieces that were left on the board. Mm You know, just kind of thinking drafts, you know, average draft position for, you know, whatever's worked with all these mock drafts, kind of who can you get at what best value? And for a lot of people, a lot of the experts that are, you know, paid to be experts, um, they're like, oh, you you probably reach for a couple guys. But again, we don't know. um, I think they got this two steals. Of the draft, in the sec- particularly in the second round, Brian Branch, who I thought would go late first round, um, who I thought is one of the better defensive back players in this draft, regardless of position. Mm-hmm. And then Hendon Hooker, the quarterback of the future. Um, there was a lot of conversation, like I know none of us are Tennessee Titans fans, but like for me, Will Levis was not worth the first round pick anyways.
0: Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, wait. So you think Hendon Hooker I mean maybe we need to put Frank on the show is gonna be the quarterback of the future for the Lions.
1: Yeah, I, I think he's gonna be the air pair. He's gonna be he's gonna follow Jared Goff, and I think Hendon Hooker Hendon Hooker will be the starter in twenty twenty four. I I I will book that now.
0: What's what's so great about him?
1: I think size Playmaking ability, his ability to kind of throw the ball all, you know, we we take it for granted just because of, you know, the quarterbacks that we've seen, but his ability to kind of make all of the throws, including the deep threat, Mm -hmm. um, going into a place like Detroit where you have an Amon Ross, St. Brown in the squad who can be a deep threat. You have Jameson Williams, who is a freak of an athlete. Mm -hmm. And also Hooker's ability to be elusive in the pocket, which for as much as, Fans, you know, Lions fans love Stafford and Jared Goff. Not as athletic as Hendon Hooker, like mm-hmm. that's that's shown on the game tape. Mm-hmm. Like so, kind of having that dual threat ability, adding that to the running back room and kind of the weapons that, and pieces that they have. I think this could be the potential of an explosive offense to where they have so many weapons, including Hooker at quarterback, where it could. Like that could be a legitimate Super Bowl contending team where they could in a couple years be like, okay, bare minimum 10 wins fighting with either, um, Green Bay or Minnesota for division supremacy. Mm -hmm. Like I just think Tennant Hooker's upside and be, and because they got him in the third round. Knowing that one, he's coming off of the injury, so that's going to take some time. But then also knowing that, kind of when he's healthy, first half of the season last year, I mean that's, there's a reason why he was one of those Heisman hopefuls because he right. played so well. Right. And then when he got hurt, obviously everything changes because mm-hmm. you know when you have when you have a lower when you have a leg injury, and you're mobile and you're versatile. But it takes take some time, so I think kind of having a year to really sit and learn the system, learn the offense. I wouldn't be surprised if we see him kind of late in the season getting some um, getting some work in. But yeah, just I think Kenneth Hooker is going to be up there with Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson as the top quarterbacks of this draft class, right? And definitely leaps and bounds better than Will Evans because Will Evans, yeah, like mm-hmm. that's a whole. Program for another day. Um, yeah, they also address needs, getting you know their Iowa linebacker, their Iowa tight end, um, both kind of again, kind of draft for value, like eh you know I you know they didn't hate it. Obviously, fans are like, man, uh, yeah, maybe, but you know we're we'll trying to see. Um, they got another weapon uh, with the last pick in the seventh round. Dress the interior line, which kind of you know Dan Cam- Man Campbell loves being in the trenches. So I think overall like I would give them um I would give them kind of a C C plus and just because like the wild card is you are banking on Jameer Gibbs being kind of this superstar because you drafted him at twelve. Like this draft grade is ba hundred 100- percent for me, 90% Jameer gives because mm-hmm. second running back taken off the board with all these other needs that you had, all these other positions that you needed to address that you could have gotten, you know, great value at. Right. Um, right. And you went running back that literally no one saw coming. Um, but yeah, Detroit management and ownership was like, trust stuff, so... I guess if you're a Lions fan, you just have to trust the process.
0: Right. And and so what was your overall grade?
1: I'll give them I, yeah, I'll give them a C plus. Wow. Plus, and that's
0: just kind of. So the Bears get a B B minus and the Lions get a C plus.
1: Yeah, just, just because yeah. And I, I know I'm like clambering on about like a running back at 12 and also a linebacker at 18 that you probably could have gotten day two. Uh, but, yeah, making all these draft day picks and uh, trades, particularly in the first round and move around, I was thinking that they were getting someone that was not a running back. I was legitimately thinking they are going to go corner, so if they were going to go defense with first at six, uh, but then you trade and then like, all right, so then you'll get it at 12. And then we're like What just happened?
0: Um but yeah, so
1: yeah. If Jameer Gibbs turns into kind of a diamond, even though I don't know if you can be kind of a diamond kind of gold star pick at twelve. But yeah, he's he's gonna have to be a focal point of this offense his rookie season. Otherwise we're like you had you just paid David Montgomery. You have uh, Jamal, um, not Jamal Williams. Um, uh, I'm just blanking on the, the running back that they just drafted. They just drafted a running back last year. That was a kind of a late late round steal. And
0: did him and didn't to- him and Swift share? Uh, possessions uh, that their running back game last year was pretty good with the, with the offensive touchdowns. I believe Swift broke with the regular season record for offensive touchdowns. I believe he beat Barry Sanders record, didn't he? for a season.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, because he was, he was that goal line like yeah, goal line threat. Right. Uh, But yeah, it's just kind of you invested all this money already in the off season, you know, in and, and the running back position and then you're going to draft another running back. Like, I just, I just gave me old Matt Millen vibes. I was like, is, is he sneaking to the room? Like, I know his thing was wide receivers, but you know, do we need another running back? But, yeah. That's, that's all, that's another reason why I would give it kind of a C, C plus. You, you, don't need a running back. Like, you pay, you, if you give someone three year deal and give them all this guaranteed money, you want him to be the guy. Like that—that's common knowledge, kind of just kind of basic, you know, basic common sense. You don't pay someone and then draft is heir apparent.
0: Yeah, that is true. Until you give them a seat. Now, going to your hometown team, the Steelers.
1: But, um, yeah i I love this draft. For a of, that's just not me, just not being homer, but I mean, maybe a little bit. Uh, but yeah, like they, every need that they had, that Omar Khan said that we needed, we addressed, and we addressed early, and we got great value for the picks. So kind of thinking about Broderick Jones at fourteen, obviously now a lot of people are like looking at New England, like, hey, you guys fleece the Jets to help the Steelers, and Bill, like we all know, like I said it, like yeah, Bill Belichick fleece the Jets, like. He's been doing that literally the last 25 years. Where have you been? Uh, yeah, so Jones getting an offensive line help that we need to help protect Kenny Pickett. And he's a great run, kind of, yeah, run defender along with his pass protection. Um, getting baby, baby Porter. Um, essentially, even though, you know, take 32, thanks to the Bears for. Chase Clay, taking Chase Claypool off our hand.
0: Do you really um, think that that was a good trade? Was Chase Claypool just not going to do nothing for the Steelers? And you're welcome, no, yeah, by the way. I, yeah,
1: no, yeah, I, I don't think, like, long-term, like, yeah, there was friction, there was chemistry, kind of just the relationship dynamics with him and Tomlin, him and kind of the rest of the offensive locker room. Yeah, it was just kind of a matter of time. Like, he, this high upside, kind of, we saw the potential with him, uh, like when he was on the field, it was just, yeah, just couldn't match up in terms of the production level. Um, so, yeah, just kind of cut our losses early, knowing that, yeah, he still has this high upside. He has the potential to be a number one wide receiver um, if Justin Fields can give him the ball. So, yeah, we'll, we'll wait and see. But, yeah, I think it was, I definitely think the Steelers won that trade. Because I probably would agree,
0: but I think it'd take another couple of years before we figure that out. But I, right now, I do agree.
1: And I, and I think Jerry Porter will be kind of our cornerback either one or two, just because I think, um, he's physical. I mean, gets it from his dad. and yeah, he there's a need that we, cause we need the cornerback badly. I, there was half the season, we were lamenting, man, we really need a corner. We really need a corner and we were able to get him to fall to us at 32, uh, Kind of late in the first round, and I thought someone was going to take Joey Porter Jr. just because there were a lot of defensive back needs, but worked out, so he can't. He's home. Um, and then again, County Benton, again, addressing a need kind of in the interior line, just knowing that we've had some injury history. Um, kind of Tyson Lulu's not getting any younger. So, yeah, between you know, belts. Felton, I think, can be a plug-and-play, kind of day one. Um, for me, the steal of the draft for the Steelers is getting Darnell Washington in the third round. A lot of people were looking at him and saying, like, why is he dropping? Why is he dropping? Then we find out it's, you know, some injury history, but we've seen a lot of players that are injured get drafted earlier, and they're just like, we want you in the room. I mean, Jameson Williams was drafted. He didn't even play in, until, like, the season was halfway over if not, if not more. So, um, yeah, Darnell Washington kind of, for me being a steal and a stud at tight end and knowing that he's going to line up alongside Broder Jones, uh, that that familiarity from playing at Georgia. Um, and then, yeah, doing what the Steelers do, kind of getting linebackers because, you know, that's, that's the Steelers way, um, forever and always, um, Corey Trice, um, like I think, if he if he gets into his potential and he kind of plays how he did when he was, you know, pre again pre ACL injury, um, I think he'll be a diamond pick. And yeah, yeah, I think the Steelers had a great draft. Like there were no picks where we're like, what is he doing? Why did he do that? It seemed like everything was. Makes sense. Stick to the plan. Stick to the script. And we get the guy. Um, I'm not going to give a draft because it's going to sound a homer, but I think the Steelers had one of the top five best drafts in this draft class. Oh,
0: that sounds like some homerism right there. (laughs) 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 You gave my team a B minus, C plus, or the Lions, and then the the A plus plus, for the Steelers. Well,
1: because I. 'Cause I think there's still kind of like even in talking about it, like the Bears, like there's still a couple of needs that you know, there's still a couple of questions of, Hey, could you have gone here? Could you have gone with this could you have gone quarterback? Could you have gone with another skill position player, um, to help out Justin Fields in the offense with the Lions with all, you know, did you need a job to run back at twelve? I think for the Steelers like there are another similar question. Like you're not asking, you know, did you Give up too much, even though you only you know to trade up three spots to New England. No, because you got an extra fourth round pick out of it. Um, like knowing that Roger Jones was is one of the best offensive linemen, and we need an offensive line. Um, you got a corner that you needed at ninety. I guarantee, like ninety percent of the mock drafts are like, if the Steelers were to stick stuck at seventeen. Probably would have gone Joey Porter Jr. Um like like that kind of fitting within there, um, knowing that kind of going. Did, in, did you
0: like that though, the Joey Porter Jr. draft? Considering that his father played, I think his father got drafted in '99, I believe, so almost 24 years earlier. or Was it '98? His dad got drafted. '90, uh, I believe '99. Uh, right, the the, know, back the back McNabb, back. Uh, uh, I believe, draft. Um. yeah, that, that, and then the, the emotional speech and stuff like that, but yeah, I, I'm not surprised you gave your Steelers an A++. But yeah,
1: I mean, I think kind of every need that we had, every hole that was talked about in terms of a draft need on everyone's draft boards, I think we addressed them, and we addressed them with great value early with um, deals and kind of great players, yeah. Uh, probably, yeah, probably a little homer, I mean, if We'd ask, you know, a non-Steelers fan. I'm sure they are like, oh, well, you know, they could have gone so-and-so probably better at 14. Broder Jones probably isn't the best offensive tackle. And, you know, there, there are a lot of people that are hating on the Joey Porter pick because, oh, you're just getting the kid because he's a hometowner. No, Joey Porter was ranked as one of the top five DB prospects in this draft. We're just getting a top five DB prospect. doesn't matter the name on the back of the jersey. Yes, does it help that, you know, Joey Porter um, played for the team and was teammates with Alan Fanica and Alan Fanica was the one that announced Joey Porter Jr. coming to the Steelers. Yes, it was a great story. Uh, but yeah, we we got the player that we wanted and the position that we needed. Like, I, I can't fault the Steelers for looking at everyone else like in the late rounds and be like, you know, Joey Porter Jr. is here. Like, right. Like, you don't have to get all these other cornerback prospects that a lot of people were like, eh, you know, not, not, not rated in terms of, you know, mock draft, big boards and things like that. But yeah, we got a defensive tackle. We got an extra offensive lineman alongside Robert Jones. Um, Yeah. Like there's, there's no need that I can say that we need now other than for everyone to stay healthy because, we weren't, you know, like we came down to it, as happy as we looked early in the season because Mitchell Trubisky keeps throwing interceptions. Um, and but now you know my pain.
0: But remember, now you know my pain. And for a while there, people thought Mitchell Trubisky was the answer for the Bears quarterback. I just see that's yeah. where Justin Fields is going to end up. I'm a little bit more athletic Mitchell Trubisky. That's that's just me, though.
1: Yeah. And, I, and we all saw that Kenny Pickett had a rough start to his career. No one has, no one comes out throwing, you know, 30 of 32 for 385 and five touchdowns. What
0: think that? about it. Peyton Manning, I think, had more interceptions than completions his rookie year, and I think the Colts went 3 and 13.
1: Yeah. And, like, look how Peyton Manning turned out. Like Yes.
0: Yeah. Eli Manning, too, inconsistent up and down throughout his career, and he's a Hall of Famer.
1: Yeah, so, like, kind of knowing that Kenny Pickett was going to go through those growing pains, there was kind of a comp in terms of statistics, lining up. Kenny Pickett in his 12 starts to, like, the full season for Josh Allen and Trevor Lawrence, and they're comparable. So, like, Kenny Pickett is going to, you know, need some time, obviously the accuracy, obviously having players that could catch. Um, looking at you, Deontay Johnson, hopefully, you know, please work on your hands. I don't know what happened. Uh, so that's a whole nother rant for another day. Uh, but, yeah, like, we got needs, and we were, we were a game away, a game away out of our hands. Making it into the playoffs despite the rough start and despite having all of this craziness as a quarterback position with a rookie quarterback. Like, if Miami does not win week 17 and what was, I still say, top 10 worst football games I've ever had to watch in my life, like the Steelers are in the playoffs and then it's a whole different story because we're talking about, you know, yes, we got over 500 again. My time was doesn't have a losing record. But we're in the playoffs with Kenny, with a rookie quarterback when a lot of people were like, Oh, you know, we're still a season or two away. So like, I, yeah, I'd say it's success. And yeah, we met the needs and I fully anticipate for us, the Steelers to kind of again be above 500 and be in that wild card, like wild card conversation is not the division.
0: Okay, like I said, now some notables, honorable mentions, and this could be for any teams that had a pretty decent drive before we wrap this up. Don't we'll have to talk about the draft for another year. Um.
1: So yeah, Philadelphia Eagles won the draft. Right. So oh, you
0: do. You th- wait a minute. You think they won the draft? Yeah, I think
1: like they get they would get my A plus plus plus. And you get yeah,
0: and you get um, six minutes. So you got to explain this in six minutes.
1: Uh yeah, Philadelphia Eagles got the best player in the draft for me. Uh, Jalen Carter, just kind of—he has the high upside. Yes, he has uh, kind of off-the-field issues, which deterred a lot of teams. But when he's on the field, we we all watch the tape. There was a reason yeah. why a lot of people had him, even but, going before Will Anderson. Well, well and they, a lot of the, for
0: the best ability is availability. That's the 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 key. And if you're having off-the-field issues or coming to workouts out of shape even with all that, it's more frustrating. You as you know, this the, 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 the guy that has all the talent that could probably change your franchise around doesn't want to put in the work ethic. That's a GM's job on the line there. So I, I think that I'm glad the Bears didn't go for him. I mean, sometimes that's just, that's just how it rolls, and and, and those are signs. I, I want people that be, be there available. You know, because it's nothing worse than you being on the sidelines because you're not taking care of your body or getting your workouts in. You know what I'm saying? Um, you you, you, you got to be in prim top shape as well. I mean, that, that's what happens in the pros. Really, a lot of it is everyone's talented in the pros, David. Everyone is. But are you doing what you need to be doing as far as off the field, conditioning and nutrition to keep you on the field? If you're not doing that, then it's, you know, it's kind of – you know what I'm saying? It's it's it is what it is. You're not on the field, and you're on the sidelines more than everything. You're not helping the team out.
1: Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that, and I think kind of, I think it also helps Eagles that they were able to get Nolan Smith, who I think was is going to be a draft day steal for sure, kind of late in the first round. Um, but yeah, and also just knowing that Philadelphia is apparently now just rebuilding the Georgia defense in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um So, kind of having that camaraderie and familiarity, and kind of guys in that locker room who he knows and who he trusts that can help him, kind of like I won't say take his butt in the gear because I think Jalen Carter will have that work ethic. Kind of, kind of once like with all all the all the field stuff and all the kind of the things that are happening, I think kind of he will he'll get that situation straightened out, and I think he'll he'll definitely come in and be. Kind of a great, got kind of everything as anticipated and expected. Um, I kind of see him in a similar, um, mindset in terms of kind of, kind of combating the on field, off the field, all the kind of noise around him, kind of like in Dominican Sioux, but with a lot more upside. Kind of like when we talked about in, the, in Dominican Sioux coming out of Nebraska, we were like, oh, this guy's going to be great if he can keep his head focused. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I think, yeah, them getting those two players and then getting... For for me, I think... I think Nolan Smith, for me, is actually a better pick for value than Jalen Carter. Just because at 31, you're shoring up that linebacker room, you are able to... Um. again, they met a need. Um, yeah, um, for me, even uh, along with those two, getting knowing that they needed secondary help because, you know, we saw in the Super Bowl, kind of need DBs to keep up with Petra Holmes. For me, getting an absolute, you know, mind-blowing steal with uh, Keely Ringo in the fourth round, where a lot of people thought he would be at worst. Um, Mid second round pick. Um, again, just goes to kind of that GM and the owners and, and the scouts and everyone saying, hey, why is this guy on the board? We need him. He's also a Georgia guy. So again, another Georgia player. But yeah, I think I wouldn't be surprised if the Eagles defense kind of is up there in conversation at year's end with those legendary Tampa Bay defenses, uh, with those. It's not going to come close to the '01 one Ravens because that's, you know, different galaxy. But like this Eagles defense, if they can stay healthy, I think can go down as a top, you know, top 15, top 20 all time defensive unit. Like I just see that much ability and that much potential of players coming in along with, look how great the defense was last year. And that's with injuries and that's with not having Um, as many young pieces. There are a lot of, you know, like, granted, you, you obviously want to have veterans and you want to have kind of playmakers. But, yeah, that's with having kind of questions about, oh, we're playing too much of a vanilla defense. We could use some linebacker help. We could use some secondary help with injuries and things like that. And it was still, like, they still got to the Super Bowl with a great Elite, you know, elite playing defense. So yeah, I think the Eagles definitely, for me, won the draft. And yeah.
0: Okay. Well, that's the the, the in depth thing from David the Man and God Harris, as I mentioned before. If you if you if you missed the segment, we got it on T's After Further Review. Sports show, uh, pretty good there. As I said, the, uh, you, the Eagles, all your Pennsylvania teams, obviously, you gave a uh, uh, high grade to, and the Bears and the Lions just weren't crap. I'm, I'm just joking, David. I'm just joking.
1: <laughs> I mean, it could be worse. You could be the Falcons.
0: Yeah, that is true. But they've been a mess for, for a while now. So, uh, But, yeah, once again, great stuff as usual on the draft. Can you believe it? I think the schedule the schedule come out next week.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm trying to remember the official date, but yeah. I mean, there have been a couple of leaks just kind of with the games in Europe and Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see who gets to play where, and hopefully the Denver Broncos are not on Monday Night Football or, or Primetime Football more than once. That, I can't deal with that again.
0: They could have a turnaround year, David. They could have a turnaround year, man. Well, the show here in the books. David, what you got gone playing this weekend?
1: Nice days. So I'm going to watch a little bit of basketball, maybe watch a little bit of baseball because that's seemingly what's on. And, of course, my USFL. You know, somebody's got to watch it, even though it's not the NFL. Right? David,
0: why, David? It's it's not very good football. I, I got to yeah. ask you. I know we're on the football segment. but David, I just. Ugh.
1: It's even better watching baseball. I mean.
0: I understand. Yeah, I guess. Well, regular season baseball, I guess. But if this was prime, you know, in October, I'd be watching playoff baseball, not the USFL.
1: Yeah, yeah. October football is king. In the in the spring, football is still a little bit better. Although, I mean, NBA
0: kind of trumps all. That's true. That's true. During this time of month, it is. Well, David, next three weeks, I'll be doing AAU stuff. Um, so, I don't know. If we, I definitely know we won't be doing shows live in the studio, but we might have something taped. Yeah,
1: sounds
0: good. Got to give the people what they want. Right. Man, have a good weekend, David. Oh, you, too.
1: Yep.
0: Yeah, that was David, the man of God, Harris here on 88.3 WGTs. After further review, Frank was out with baseball, as I mentioned before, three straight weeks of AAU basketball for me going out of town. So, no live shows, but we could have some shows for you recorded for you. Once again, congratulations to the. University of Toledo graduates who graduated today. Nice day too, man. Last few graduations has been kind of windy and cold, but today, an actually good day for graduation and for me to cut some grass. That's right, be cutting grass. First day of cutting grass, you No, know, a few weeks late, but that's how we do it. Here, sometimes in Northwest Ohio, when it's cold and rainy, you know, you get into about first week of May. Anyway, this has been a presentation of 88.3 WGTs. After further review, make sure you check us out on SoundCloud, iTunes, WHTs After further review with a picture of Frank Bachelor's head uh, for any of our segments. Also, usually we're live in the studio at 1130. It's about 2. Frank and David, I'm Derek. We'll see you when you see it. Peace. We're out.